Well, to coincide with uh, month, uh, Mission Month, June, uh, today we are starting a brand new series which we are calling Missional Living. I don't know whether you heard that word before. It's a kind of a, a new word that is around and, um, you know, there's lots of books and everything available. So you may be wondering, what is that missional living? Well, it simply means we are called to follow God's mission in every area of our lives. In other words, mission is not just the department of a church, but it should be the lifestyle of every Christian. That's a simple definition of uh, missional living, but if you want to know more about that, there are lots of books available, and you can read, and basically they say the same thing, that mission, we are all called to practice God's mission wherever we are. So it's not just one department, you know, but it's actually the entire uh, Christian people, Christendom, we are all called to be uh, involved in God's mission. Now, what is our mission? Our mission is found in the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is what we call the final words of Jesus Christ. After Jesus was raised from death, uh, and just before he left the disciples, he gave them some final words. Final words always have significance, isn't it? We always remember that. Uh, famous people have said final words, and we remember. And we know that people who we have lost loved ones, and you know, we always remember those final words that they said, because it's very important and significant. So it's the same with Jesus' final words. The disciples, you can find these words in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. And please read this with me. And this is a great commission right here. Let's read together. Jesus said to his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey Everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You have heard this so many times, isn't it? Some of you know it by heart. And this passage is called Great because these words contain God's great plan for the future. Uh, his mission for his people. This is a mission given by our Lord to reach every man, every woman, and every child in the world with the goodness of God's love and forgiveness. So the question is, how do I live out this great mission in my daily life? What, what, how do it, we apply this one in our missional living? And that's what we want to talk about this morning. So this morning we focus on three great aspects of this great commission. Uh, this will encourage you to follow God's mission. Number one is God's mission comes with great power. God's mission comes with great power. Look at what Jesus said. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And I want you to circle the word. Well, you don't have a um, seminar lines, but you can do that in your Bible. Circle the word authority because it's very important. This is the foundation of our mission. The great commission comes with the great authority of Jesus Christ. He didn't say, just go and do this in your own power, in your own authority. No, he didn't say that. He said, do it in what? In my power, in my authority that you do it. Notice Jesus said, all authority. That includes everything. He has the power over all things. Uh, when you read through the New Testament, you see how Jesus revealed his power over nature. You remember there was a raging storm when he was with the disciples and he just told the storm to shut up. Basically, that's what he said, shut up. 
uh, and, 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 and the storm um, disappeared and there was a calm sea. Um, he has such a power over nature. And then he revealed his power over Satan and demons. He has the power over death. And we can see that several places throughout the New Testament where Jesus casting out demons and, you know, commanding them to get out of people and all those of things. And he defeated his own death and came out of his grave. No power in the world uh, could keep him in that grave. And the Bible says that he, he came out of that grave powerfully. He has the power to forgive our sins. He has the power to save us from death and uh, and he has given us his power and his authority to carry out his mission to our generation. Uh, in the book of Acts, Jesus said to his disciples, you will receive power. You know that word power uh, used there is a Greek word called dunamis. And that dunamis is the, the root word for our English word dynamite. You know, it's very powerful, isn't it? And you, have you ever had to deal with the dynamite in your life? Uh, I'm not talking about the washing powder, you know, but I'm talking about dynamite, you know, the, the power. And so he's just saying, when you will receive, you know, power like the dynamite, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then he says, then you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Jesus empowers us through the Holy Spirit to do his mission. We don't have to do anything in our own power uh, or strength. He gives us his power to do his work. I like this um, um, story in Acts chapter 3 where we read about Peter and John, two of the disciples. You know, they went to the temple to pray. And, uh, and of, of course, you know, near the temple gates, a lot of beggars will, you know, people who are disabled, they sit there and they beg because that's the only way they can survive. And so there was a guy there, and he was um, crippled, and he was, you know, asking Peter and John to, to give some money. And, you know, Peter said, look, we don't have any money, you know. Um, and uh, we don't even have a credit card, you know, so we don't have anything. So they said, but there's one thing that I have. I want to give it to you. And this is what he said. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. <laughs> I mean, he's telling to a crippled person. He's been sitting there for, for years. And then we read that immediately the crippled man jumped to his feet and started to walk. Now, interestingly notice, Peter did not say in the name of Peter, get up and walk. In the name of John, get up and walk. No. What did he say? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. You know, many people today want to argue and say, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Confucius, all these names, all these people, you know, are variation of the God today. You know, you can, you can reach God through Jesus or Buddha or Muhammad or Confucius or any other people. And they say, but we know that the Bible very, very clearly said that there's only one name that is given. That is the name of Jesus Christ. It is in the name of Jesus Christ there is power and there is authority. No other names. No other names. The Bible says the name of Jesus Christ is the most powerful name. And he said, in his name there is healing. In his name there is power. In his name there is forgiveness. And in his name there is salvation. 
That is the power available to us for a missional living. That is the power available. So you cannot live missionally unless we receive that power in our lives. So Jesus said, I want you to go and share the gospel with everybody in your workplace, in your neighborhood, wherever that you're going to be. Uh, but you can do that in my name, in my power, in my authority. So, second great aspect of this great commission is God's mission comes with great priority. God's mission comes with great priority. Now, what is the priority in this commission that you see? Uh, look at what Jesus said. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the, Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. I want you to circle the phrase, make disciples of all nations in your Bible. Because that is the priority of the Great Commission. That is the priority. That's the task given to every Christian. You are called to make disciples of Jesus Christ wherever you are. Don't think it is only given to missionaries, evangelists, pastors, and all those people. No. It is the mission of every Christian to share the gospel. Now, can I ask you this question? When is the last time, actually, you shared about Jesus Christ to somebody? Whether it is in your workplace, whether it's in the home, uh, wherever you are. When is the last time you said, have you heard of Jesus? Yeah. Do you know this is the great, powerful name on, on this earth? In his name, you can receive forgiveness. You know? Have you, when is the last time you said that? And the truth is known that most of us, we don't. We don't share the gospel with people. And we, how many people may have passed through our lives? And we may have never opened our mouth to say, you know, I believe in this most powerful name, Jesus Christ, who is able to save you. You know, sometimes I think people out there just waiting to hear that. You can give all kinds of things to people. But that is one thing, like Peter and John said, in the name of Jesus Christ, there is authority, there is power, there is miracle. So I want to encourage you, my friends, you know, please, if you want to really follow the mission of Jesus Christ, start telling other people about Jesus Christ. And there's numerous opportunities for us. No matter where we are, we have opportunities. We have neighbors, we have people we come across in the train, in the shopping center. And we can share. Nobody is going to abuse you. Uh, sometimes people love to hear that. And I've done this many, many times with people, with strangers. You know? And, and, and nobody has ever, I mean, the only, only time I got beaten up was actually back in India. When I shared the gospel, they really beat me up. Uh, because they, they did not understand and they, they hated you know, Christians and not actually Christians, but Christian behavior. Some Christians behave the way. Uh, but most of the time, people are receptive to the gospel. And we need to really uh, think about that. Now, the word nation in the original language is another Greek word, ethnos. You know, that's where we get the English word ethnicity. Ethnicity. So what Jesus was saying, therefore, go and make disciples of all ethnicities. All the people from different ethnic backgrounds. From the very beginning of the Bible, we see this as the mission of God. 
when God called Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And you will be a blessing to all the nations around you. All the nations around you. Isaiah 56, 7, very popular verse in our church. My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. God is building a church for all nations. The vision of that ultimate multi-ethnic church in heaven was described by John in the book of Revelation when he wrote, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. Here at Parkside, we have the privilege of tasting a bit of that ultimate church in heaven, isn't it? We have. We have come from all different ethnic backgrounds that we are one family in Jesus Christ. And one day in heaven, we will worship with a multitude of people from every ethnic background in this world. So you better get used to that. Otherwise, you get a big shock when you get to heaven. Yeah. And this is, this is a good example for us to, to experience this. You know? Because that's what Jesus said. You go and make disciples of all ethnicities. It is our God-given mission and responsibility to communicate the message of the gospel to every person who doesn't know the Lord. Now, this involves more than just words. Uh, sometimes, you know, we love to utter, you know, words and argue Bible with other people. But more than that, if you study Jesus Christ, you know that he spent most of the time doing the gospel, not telling the gospel. And he was always active. He was always where people are. And he, he got to know people. He, he met the needs of people. He was helping people. And, and that's where the gospel is lived out. That's how we live missional living. So God wants us to show others what it means to be a true Christian by action. And if you are a Christian and if you are not a good example to other people, they are not going to believe what you're going to say to them. If you are always angry and if you are always rude and arrogant and all those kind of things in your workplace, and then you're going to say, oh, did you hear about Jesus? You know, they probably don't want to believe it. They say, well, you know, if you are a, if that's the kind of Christian that you want me to become, hey, I have nothing to do with that. And we need to make sure that we are the light of this world that we are the salt of this earth for people to. And you know what Jesus said? Um, people in the world will know that you are my disciples if you have head knowledge. Is that what he said? No. He said, if you have what? Anybody remember? If you have? Love for one another. That's how the world is going to find out that you are my disciples. When you love for one another. But if Christians, we fight each other, we don't get along each other, then I guess it's hard for the world to really understand what Christianity is all about. I really encourage you to, to, to practice that. The third great aspect of the Great Commission is um, God's mission comes with a great promise. God's mission comes with a great promise. Uh, look at what Jesus said. And surely... I am with you always to the very end of the age. That is the great promise. Missional living and making followers of, 
uh, Jesus Christ is a great challenge. But Jesus gave us a great promise. He said, I'm with you always. It means, actually literally it means I'm with you all the days. That's what it actually means. He's with us every day. 24-7, he's with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. God has given us his power, his promise, and his presence to carry out his mission. He has given us everything we need to share the good news of salvation to the people in our world. Look at this verse, John chapter 3, verse 16. It's a very familiar passage. It says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This is a great promise of God's eternal life to all those who believe in That's God's promise to us. It is right there. God's desire is that every person in this world will come to know Jesus Christ. His love and his salvation. He has done everything to provide the salvation for the whole world. But why there's so many people out there really haven't heard this message. Even in our country here, so many people haven't heard. Oh, what they have heard may not be the right gospel. And so we really need to, you know, proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. The people that we work with, the people that we live with. And uh, the good news is that we don't have to go too far to make disciples of all nations, isn't it? Um, the nations have come to us. People from every nation have come to Australia. They are in your neighborhood. They are in your workplace. And they're in your school, in your university, in your church. And uh, the question is, are we reaching out to those people from a different uh, ethnic background? Or are we just saying, oh, you know, we don't like this group of people. Or do we go and make friends with those people? And, you know, I find most of the times when we do that, when we cross that barrier to go and talk to somebody, uh, you know, people are very receptive. So we need to walk across our room sometimes. We need to walk across. Uh, our street sometimes to be able to talk to somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ. So this communion table reminds us of that great commission, that great mission. Jesus came and died for our sin. He rose from the dead to prove that he's an almighty and powerful God. He has all authority and power to forgive our sin and to give us eternal life. So let me encourage you as we go through this next four weeks about missional living, uh, now you know what does that mean. Uh, now, it, 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 it's good that we understand what missional living is, but it is much better if you can practice it. So really encourage you, maybe today would be the day to start and say, look, I'm going to practice this missional living in my life. That means I don't care about other people, but I'm going to uh, take this gospel to the people that are around me and I meet so many different people, and I'm going to share this gospel. I'm not going to be ashamed of sharing the gospel because it is, as Paul said, it is the power. It is the power unto salvation, he said. And so imagine that you have this dynamite in your hand, okay? And uh, it's powerful. The gospel is so powerful. Uh, take it and share it with people. Maybe there are some of the people in your family they don't know this message. And you've been living with them for so many years, but you never opened the gospel, share the gospel with them. Or maybe you did one time and then, you know, they were not receptive and you said, I'm never going to share again. Keep sharing the gospel, my friend. 
and you will see the difference of receptive to this amazing message that God has given us. We're going to pray, and then I'm going to ask Matt to come and lead us in communion. Let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you that um, uh, today we can begin this month, uh, mission month, uh, because mission is not just uh, some mission organization doing great work. Mission is for all of us. We are all missionaries. Uh, Lord, we want to acknowledge that. We want to uh, follow that in our lives, Lord, this great commission that you've given us to go and make disciples of all nations. And Lord, there are many people in our community, Lord, in our, in our neighborhood, Lord, um, who do not know this great mission because we haven't shared that with them, Lord. And so, Father, we pray that uh, today, uh, from today onwards, Lord, we pray that as we uh, explore this possibility of uh, missional living, we just pray that you give us encouragement and strength, Lord, uh, to be able to share with people in our family, in our neighborhood, in our workplace, in our colleges, in universities, in schools, wherever you take us this week, to share that, that gospel so that so many people will come to know you, Lord, and be added to your kingdom. Father, we pray that you guide us as we go into this time of remembrance of your great sacrifice for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.